welcome back to Deconversion Therapy. I'm Karen. I'm Bonnie down here in Florida where we just had a power Um, surge. uh, And Karen... uh, It happened right when I was about to tell you that I had Googled the word Jesus and clicked news, and then it went poof, like, uh -uh." (gasps) uh-uh. And Satan said, not today. (laughs) Not today, Not today, Bonnie. What? (laughs) Not today. Um, (sighs) So, yeah, when I was preparing to do part two that we're talking about here with the... uh, in the news, church bulletin, like summer roundup of nut jobs. Um, mm-hmm. I just was like, well, hell, let's just Google Jesus and see what's happening in the news of Jesus. <laughs> it just never, it never fails, you know? It never fails. It that never the power disappoints. Goes out? No. Yeah, that. That you find shit. So yeah. why did it go out? You're not having a storm. I suspect. That everyone in this godforsaken area has their air conditioning cranked like we do. And somebody right, right. somewhere just went, we're tired. <laughs> <laughs> and no. So, yeah. Well, find us on all the social media. Please rate and review us. Please share stuff. There, There's our begging. We're done. Um, we're not beggars. We're not going to do it. We're, we're going to come out with our own app. <laughs> We're coming out with our own app now that Mark Wahlberg has his praying app. I don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. It's just going to be a taser. A taser? Call it an app. <laughs> yeah. You just hold it, and then a tase goes on. <laughs> Thine enemies. Thine. What we've been, yeah, talking about all the evangelicals and what's been going on this summer in case you missed some of the news. There's so fucking much, like. There's so much. Yeah. Yeah, But we're going to hit some highlights for you. And I think, Bonnie, you had one for us. Well, I was just going to give you the brief mention that when I hit, you know, Jesus in a Google search and clicked on news, um, apparently nine hours ago, there was an article in the Vicksburg Post, which I think that's maybe a Virginia thing. It's called Jesus in a Jiffy, and this Methodist church is providing drive-in prayer service. So, I mean, (laughs) that's right. Yeah, you're you're, you're being baffled is right. So someone sticks their head out of like a window, and you (laughs) go up, and you tell them personal things, and then they pray with you because two or more gathered in my name supposedly has more power than the individual, which is just a fucking math game that drives me insane. <laughs> That's right. So, and you know I, what? Honestly, I don't know because when I clicked on it thinking, oh, this is in the news, I'll be interested. It put me behind a paywall and I'm like, well, if you think I'm subscribing uh-huh. to this, that's not true. That's how it works. And then in West Virginia, they're going to have a thing called Jesus Fest. Which brings live music, Shit. ministry, and comedy to the area. It's free. It's, it's free, Karen. It's comedy <laughs> in in quotations. Please, not in there. Or is music and comedy in quotations? Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. I mean, I remember I used to get jazzed about that stuff because. It's where you felt like, oh, I'm with people who get me and I don't have to see butt cheeks of, you know, 
dancing performers or whatever. Butt cheeks. And it used to. I'm sorry. Uh, you. <laughs> Record I'm not scratch. Going to secular <laughs> stuff, Bonnie. Oh, you didn't have I get to, to get see. a Christian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're like thinking we like had David friends. Lee Roth. <laughs> That's right. Um, it used to be we had some friends who would go up to it was called Urbana back in the day, and they would come back. They're like, Yeah, I just went to Urbana again. That's where the real rock music is, like Striper and all that shit. Okay. Well, okay, mm-hmm. so those were the first two that I came across. Then there was the one <laughs> that I think you'll enjoy. Um, there's an art detective, and there was a thief, and he stole Jesus's blood out of what? Yeah, again, again. Are there are there quotation marks <laughs> around Jesus's no. blood? No. Fuck. So okay. there was this copper box, and it shows a picture of it, and it's. I mean, I guess it's copper. It's that gold, you know, kind of. Why it's very gold, gold looking, okay. and and it's right. got jewels bedazzled. That's not the word I'm looking for. Like embedded, <laughs> <With the bedazzling. laughs> right. and it just says juicy on it. <laughs> <laughs> juicy. Um, sorry, another ass reference. Um, so this article. It says a glitzy copper box containing two lead vials with what Catholics believe is the 2,000-year-old blood of Jesus Christ will Mm -hmm. soon be returned to the French Abbey in Normandy from which it was stolen June 1st. So, of course, this sounds like the worst bad like detective show ever dutch art detective arthur brand whose sleuthing has led to the recovery of countless pieces of priceless art including gold stolen by hitler and masterpieces by the likes of picasso he says he was able to retrieve the blood vials and several other artifacts after the clueless thief got scared and so he, I bet. Yeah. Well, I bet. Like, <laughs> so, you, if you really think that's Jesus's blood and you've stolen it, you're probably freaked out. Yeah. And um, this this art detective said to have the ultimate relic, the blood of Jesus in your home stolen, that's a curse. Um, and then he <laughs> said he had he had like arranged with the guy who had it who didn't realize what it was and he doesn't think that the guy who had it was the one who stole it there was some intermediary guy um right right he agreed like that's a specialty (laughs) job it is but this is what they write dumb movies about it's crazy Uh, well i want a movie where it shows this but like one of the people Walking with it almost trips and like the blood, you know, you're afraid it's going to spill. Yeah. I want that exciting. Well, so, okay, so these things were taken from the, I don't know how to pronounce this, Fécamp Abbey near Calais, France, after thieves (laughs) hid after the abbey was closed and then spent the night pilfering artifacts just two weeks before the, quote, sacred blood celebration was supposed to be held in which the blood would be taken out for worshippers to pray to. So apparently See, they... St- that's so <laughs> idolatry crap. That's so, why Catholics aren't Christians. Okay. That's right. So this guy Brand, he, he had arranged to have the guy bring it back to him, and he was going to just bring it to his house. And mm-hmm. he said he waited for more than a week for the return of the art. 
And he says he was virtually a prisoner in his own home for a week. He couldn't leave. I guess he just kept waiting for the guy to come back with this box with the blue inlays and miniature steeples. And um, so this blood is supposed to have been collected from Jesus's body when he was crucified over 2000 years ago and dumped in the sea in a sealed case. That's just bullshit. So we know. know who's there. If you got Jesus's blood, you're either Mary Magdalene there. You're either the guy who uh, put a sword in his side. I want to know what kind of fucking vials there were back then. Because wouldn't we have blood of everyone from back then who was famous? Wouldn't we have Caesar Augustus's blood, yeah. Ramsey's blood? For DNA so, testing, you know, at least. <laughs> it's Yeah, that's right. Like, let's see. And if we all come from, you know, well, so here's, Jesus, then the DNA. We're all connected. Mm, mm. So yes, yes. this is the, this is the part of the story I want to see in a movie. The thieves who stole the relics clearly found out they had no value on the black market. So they <laughs> packed them up and dumped them what? on the interloper who contacted Brand. Isn't that oh, awesome? Wow. Anyway. So they couldn't sell it? They just I guess I don't think they reached out to the correct people. Because you know Ted Cruz was <laughs> need to drink that to continue his vampireness. Oh, but that's like it's such bullshit just to think logically. Like Jesus wasn't believed in that day, so why in the world would someone think to save his blood? What kind of container? I I want it all proven. That's it. That's it. I've been watching this show called Found. I think I'm all caught up, which is Unfortunate, but it's a good like background TV show, mm -hmm. and it's these archaeologists and anthropologists, and they go all over the country because people are like, I found this in my backyard, and I think it's Jesse James's gun or whatever. Is it like it, it, I found this, and it, can you tell me what it is, and is it worth anything? That's what it is. So That's it's Antiques it Roadshow for people who found shit in the ground. There you okay. go. So it's more like antiquities. And so, you know, people are like, I found this, and they're like, that's a button, you know, or, or sometimes it's not good, sometimes it is good. I want to watch uh, that. It's really interesting, and I am got to do a video on this, but I've got to tell you guys about it. There is one, I sent you this video, they go out to this guy, he's like, I think this is some... Uh, boogie, bogey. I think this is bogey's knife. So there's some kind of knife guy who's famous. I don't give a shit. Anyway, and I think I found his knife. I bought it off some guy, how the story goes, etc. So out flies the, the young archaeologist guy, and he's like, okay, I'm here. I can't wait to see your knife. Let's see if it's authentic. <laughs> I like how you get <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what exactly how they do it. I know they're okay, like, okay, excitement on three, two, one. The best part about this is this guy is the most unexcited, flatline, do you have a pulse guy? He's like, here's the knife. I'm like, maybe there's some brain firings not happening. Anyway, he has, he has his little 
handkerchief because they all keep it in little cloths, whatever they've right, found. Right, right. This guy unwraps it, and it's just like 14 pieces of crush knife. <laughs> and the guy's like, um, why is this in pieces? You sent us a picture because that's why we come out to people. And it was in one piece. And the guy goes, well, I'm a Christian man, and you're not supposed to put anything above the Lord. And I was really getting obsessed with this knife. Oh, my gosh. So he took a hacksaw to the knife to destroy it because he felt it wasn't good for him how much he was obsessing over the fucking knife. And I'm like, I know people like this. Then maybe call off the guy who's bought a ticket to fly out there. Maybe give it to the guy. Maybe give it to a museum. Maybe say, can you hold this for me, trusted friend? Oh, I don't have a friend. Because I talk like this. Go to the pack and ship and have it sent to the guy so he doesn't have to fly out. It's just, (laughs) it was, I felt terrible for this guy because I'm like, I have a feeling that guy, this is just the tip of the iceberg of what he's been doing in his life. But he destroyed it. I understand this because there were times in my Christian walk where people told me to get rid of objects. Mm-hmm. If you're too into them, uh, whatever. Is that why so you gave me your old Charlie's Angels dolls? Whatever. <laughs> they were possessed. No, I just didn't understand value, Bonnie. Hmm. Now you're just going to live it up and retire on my ignorance. Um, do you want them back? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so this guy... He destroys it. And then the interesting thing is, they're like, well, you know, it's of no use, but we're going to look at this ivory stone handle or whatever. We have these little um, electronic gun readers that can tell you what it's made out of. Then we can find out how old. It is tens of thousands years old, that stuff. And so... They're like, you have a valuable piece of history. And my favorite part you is... You had a valuable piece. You had. You fucking idiot. But what's more interesting is they're telling the super Christian guy, who I'm sure has been to the Kentucky Ark Museum, you have something that predates how long you think people have been around, how long the earth has been oh, existing. And so now he's probably like, yeah, wow. they told me it was a million years old, but I, I know, know better. it be 6,000. <laughs> oh, it's a good show, though. I good need show. to know whose knife it is. Okay. It was, yeah, well, too late. Too late. He, he took another oh. knife to cut up the knife because oh he was obsessing over it, Bonnie. Oh, my gosh. Who kn- they should be like, can we check that you still have a dick? Because... <laughs> He's probably touched, one of those I've who took it too many times. I had, to, <laughs> yep. <laughs> what is that? I've got to cut off the thing that smites me. What's that? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, gouge out your <laughs> eyes you if they you sin and and all that. But I was obsessing over the stuff. fact that I could see with my eyeballs. <laughs> took it oh. out. I mean, how? I I started going down a deep, dark hole. Like, okay, you're obsessing over the knife. 
all I can think of is that leads me to some weird sexual fetishes because I'm like, are you obsessing how much money it could be worth? And that's bad. Yeah. Are you obsessing like what what is happening there? I don't want to know. But if you want to want to see that, we'll put that and we're going to put the blood bedazzled it's not thing bedazzled. that I'm Bonnie sorry. just it's, made up. It's bejeweled. On our website, Deconversion Therapy Podcast. So I'll put pictures and all that fun oh stuff. Oh my gosh. All right. So what else has been happening in Jesus World? <laughs> I'll let you tell another summer. Jesus World because all I've got is an update about Ted Haggard again. Yeah. Hubba hubba. Yeah. Well, let's see. I have one about persecution. So Christians are being persecuted, Bonnie. It's left and right everywhere you look. They're the most um, persecuted group. They're suffering, including the Christian furries. What's that so mean? Oh, no. the Christian furries. <laughs> no. I had to be careful uh, Googling this one. Are, are you sure it's not fury? I wish. I okay. wish. The there are Christian furries. I'm gonna explain what a furry yeah. is. But the Christian ones, um, they're they're really worried that within their community of other furries <laughs> that they're gonna be persecuted. And there's there's a group, it has a website that hasn't been, you know, really made yet, but they're called Christian Furry Fellowship. Uh, and they're worried that they're going to be doxxed. And doxxed just means people are going to find out who they are and put their name and address out there because mental health people should know about them. Um, anyway. Wait, what is doxing? I've heard that before. Getting their name and address and putting it out in public. So okay. people's jobs and stuff can be at stake. Okay. But, you know, these people feel that they're going to be ostracized, you know, within the Christian doodly, no, within the furry community. And one of them said, one of the organizers of Christian Furry Fellowship said, (laughs) my furry friendships are a blessing. Uh, he said, and for that reason, I'm sad to see so much grief within the fandom that could be helped by the knowledge of the Lord. So it's like our, uh, now we have people who are into a subculture. Which, so furries, which I still don't know what it means, and I'm scared. I know what it means, but I don't think I know the depths of it. And... We're not here to kink shame or make fun of people's subcultures. We're here to make fun of the Christians <laughs> right. who are in the subculture. And I now I'm like, well, should I just show it two while by we're talking? <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you what two. it is. Vox filled me in. So it's sort of the the fandom that comes out of science fiction a lot, where they do these different you know, conferences and people dress up like Thor or anime people or whatever. So furries are ones that are really into any of the characters that are animal, you know. Like Chewbacca? Things. Yes. Chewbacca or I can't remember. They said another one. So it's anything 
that, hey, I don't, I'm not into the anime ones, I'm into these furry ones. Well, of course, that leads to its own sexual proclivities. So furries are known, although it's probably a falsehood, for like, I have sex in my fur costume with other people in fur costumes or whatever. Now, see, I thought that that's might, that might be what you were talking about. Because if you remember, Jenna's boyfriend on 30 Rock was like a plushie. <laughs> yep. And so they said that. They said, you know, it's not exactly like 30 Rock did it. But, you know, they, they're definitely the brunt of jokes because it is too easy. But listen, if you're a furry and you listen to us, go fur out. In fact, I hope you enjoy yiffing. What's that? I learned that. I'm now in the fur thing. (laughs) Um, So, quote, while sexual activity with other furries, also known as yiffing, after the sound that foxes make during sex. Oh, okay. It's part of the subculture for some. Others maintain a non-erotic interest in the subject. Nearly all fur suitors, people wearing suits of fur, will make it explicitly clear that sex in a fur suit is completely undesirable, not arousing, and it can damage the suit. The suit. And that's, that's just something they're about. not interested in. That's <laughs> it. So, I mean, people are into some cultures that I don't understand. Go live it up. But the funniest is, like, now there are Christian ones, and they're already barking about, we're going to be double persecuted. But as him at Meta, the friendly atheist, says in his article about them, he's like, yes, spare thought for the happy furries who need more Jesus in their lives, as in (laughs) these people are just... You know, trying to get sympathy, but their only goal is to infest the the furry community with their own Christian beliefs. Well, so I suppose they would have to be, A, married if they're having sex and they're falling under the umbrella of Christianity. And B, the person who they're having sex with must also be a furry. So... Are we saying that they're not going along with the values of, you know, the purity culture that the church is trying to instill? Are they messing around with other people? I think they're saying that they're doing it in a non-erotic way, but say they are going to have sex with another furry, are they only dressing up as arc furries and those arc furries have to be two by two and therefore their spouse has to dress the same as them because it is against God's laws if like a a fuzzy tarantula makes it with a fuzzy bear or something. Yeah, inner species. There's a lot of, I don't lot of think, new rules. I just don't think that these people should be in this kind of community to start with because the only person they should be getting it on with is their partner. Well, let's see, Bonnie. What? You know what you just did? What? You persecuted them. No, I made you, sense of the Bible. This is why they're going to have to pray. They're going to have to have no. furry fellowship time <laughs> and lay fuzzy hands Furlo- on you. Furlowship. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, man. 
No. Christians, you don't have to be in everything, and you don't have to turn everything into a Christian version. You've already fucked it up with the music. You're, you <laughs> do it with the plays. You get the, you know, everything. You just copy everything. Yeah. Anyway. And water it down. Mm-hmm. Make it the worst except for, anyone Except for, like, seen. Amy Grant. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Want to hear more about Ted Haggard? I love him. I I bet he's a furry. <laughs> I'm just going to say. I bet he is. No, he's a lot of things, but I don't think he's that. Okay. <clears throat> I got to get prepared for this. So we did an episode on Ted Haggard. He's the guy who was a Christian powerhouse, and he founded New Life Church in Colorado Springs in 1984. He grew it to 14,000 worshipers, and then in 2006, he was excommunicated because there were accusations that he paid a male escort for sex and was using methamphetamine. It's just I can't do one. I've got to do. And there was going all the way. there was one point and this is from the Denver Gazette by the way. So there was one point in that old story from 2006 where he said, "Yes, I bought methamphetamine, but I threw it out." <laughs> anyway. I kept it in my butt, but I did not. Um yeah, it's like the, who was that on our street who was like, oh, I'm walking my bike. I'm walking it. Oh, I'm not riding my God. bike. We're not going to mention <laughs> names, but you can look up his mugshot. Um, so Ted is facing new allegations from another congregation that he started in 2010. It's called St. James Church. And some of the former members are alleging that Haggard has continued his tendencies towards same-sex encounters and illicit drug use, and they say they have proof. So there's this guy, Reverend Kirk Sethman, and he goes by Seth. He was ordained as a minister by St. James Church in 2012. He says people are scared and worried and don't want to be connected to him anymore. <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> you're 20 years too late, buddy. Um, yeah. So two young men, one of whom was a minor at the time the alleged incidents occurred in 2019, they are claiming on a recording. And this Sethman guy shared this with the church elders and the Denver Gazette that um, Haggard made them feel uncomfortable in his mannerisms he displayed while around them. This, so the oh, minor yeah. kid said on the tape that his statement was unrehearsed and uncoerced, and he wanted people to know that Haggard touched him inappropriately on several occasions at the church. Yeah. Um, and here's the quote. Sometimes when he touches me, it feels very predatorial and very strange. He'll touch... <laughs> Sometimes when he touches me... Um, He'll touch me on my pecs or my back or hug me in a way that I'm sliding up his hip or the side uh, of uh, his thigh uh. or his bum. You can tell it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, then he said um, there's a lot of highly suspicious things that he does, and you're like, that doesn't seem or feel normal. Um, okay, so... Haggard, it says he still has his post as head pastor, but he's moved the church's services and study sessions to his home. So, uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, my 
My bedroom is much comfier. Well, it's kind of getting there. So the new congregation that he's formed is called the Story House Church. Um, he didn't want to comment on the new accusations, uh, allegations, sorry. Uh, let's see. It says many people are swayed by his charismatic nature and persuasive preaching, said the church elder who asked not to be identified because she said she isn't ready to be named publicly. He's such a powerful, influential, persuasive, and manipulative source, she said, but silver-tongued, a snake in many ways, who makes excuses and lies. Mm, I wonder why we don't want women being in power in churches, because they'll tell on you. Yeah. Um, Okay, so the membership of his church, it's dwindled in recent years, and then the allegations came to light with the flock, and um, let's see, Haggard says, of course, he blames it on the coronavirus pandemic, and a new trend toward home-based churches as considerations in recently selling the building in which he has been operating the church in Colorado Springs. So, so how much do you think they sold ask. their dumbass looking building for? Uh, how much? $1.95 million. I mean, I hope he had a mortgage on it and isn't making money off of it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so if you now do a home-based church, yeah. do you register that and everything you're paying <sighs> for your home? I swear to is God. Is tax-free? I hope not. <gasps> Someone tell us. I'm going to look into that shit. Because if it is, then guess what, Bonnie? My house <laughs> is, is a, also is a, a house too. of worship. Yep. Well, okay, so then he says that he decided as a church and they wanted to become a network of house churches. He told the worshipers. Mm. Um, sketchy, sketchy. He said he realized some people would find other churches they would rather attend, so he allowed a month to pass before he moved services and Bible studies to his Colorado Springs home. And then he said 40 to 60 people have been attending the home services in recent weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does sermons, and then they have discussion and fellowship. So he says, <sighs> so this Seth guy says that he's concerned that when he's establishing the home ministry, including providing a children's and youth ministry room in the basement. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that the potential for Haggard to pursue inappropriate actions with youths is high. Absolutely fucking <laughs> yeah. true. Um, and then this Sethman guy says, my prayer is protecting the children and the young adults. And then I go, well, you might be turning this guy in, but I don't know if that's going to really protect him as much as maybe. I do not think so. I know. Um, okay, so... <laughs> Part of the things that he's been doing to prepare his home for the new church includes expanding a concrete pad in the backyard for outdoor services and opening the basement to kids who can use a pool table, play games, and participate in other kid-friendly diversions. No, no. That sounds like it's called a COVID hole. Like, (laughs) I get monkeypox. Like, all of that is just, yeah, I don't. I'm going to be so mad if all of it's tax exempt. I know. How do we find that out? Mm. Okay. I think field trip time. You want to go to the Kentucky Art <laughs> Museum. We're going to We're Ted going. Haggy's house. <laughs> We're going to Colorado. Um, okay. So 
then it goes on a little bit more. And I'm like, oh, I thought that was it. And then I kept reading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I won't give you what the subhead of the article says, because that'll give it away. So Sethman, who went completely blind in 2015 due to a medical condition... Yikes. speaks of another alleged incident that he has firsthand knowledge of and also presented recordings and a polygraph test so that he passed. Okay, here it is. In the spring of 2012, Haggard allegedly asked a, lo- a young male church member um, for whom he was providing drug counseling as part of the church member's rehabilitation as a heroin addict. Okay. So he is counseling this former heroin addict, and he asked him to buy methamphetamine. So <laughs> it's hmm. just it's just so full of crap. Like, oh, I'm going to counsel you, but can you still find me some meth? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's just this is where the people are. Uh, so the young male related the conversation to Sethman, and then Sethman asked another St. James parishioner, who's a medical doctor, to come to his house so that the pair could confront Haggard. Haggard admitted to having the methamphetamine, according to Sethman, and told the men okay. he was preparing to use the meth to celebrate his <laughs> upcoming birthday. Bless his heart. He's going to live, love, laugh it oh, out. God. Okay, so then after that, Haggard asked Sethman and the doctor to go to his house with him to remove and dispose of the narcotics so he wouldn't be tempted. We agreed, Sethman said. Then they arrive at Haggard's residence. Sethman said Haggard pulled out a briefcase and gave it to Sethman to get rid of. Quote, he asked us to conceal the matter and said he would be accountable to us in the future, Sethman said, which never happened. (laughs) (laughs) After Sethman left Haggard's home with the briefcase, he said he decided to open it. Inside, Sethman said he found a bag of methamphetamine with very little of the nearly one gram of meth left from what the young man had bought for Haggard. There we go. It also contained a, quote, well-used glass meth pipe, multiple sex toys, a DVD. What? Why is he just like, and I'm going to put this in here, too. This is my briefcase of shame. (laughs) Okay, multiple sex toys, a DVD with two young males on the cover, and a credit card with Ted Haggard's name on it. Shit. Can we please get that so we can get an itemized list? Hello, I'm Ted Haggard. I need to get in my password. Can I itemize all these items on my tax return? Oh, my God. Okay. Um, He's a fucking mess. So, and I can't believe yeah, he's a but fucking like, meth. Mess adjacent is this Sethman guy. He said he didn't go to the police or tell any other church members. He said, I was protecting the young man, the church, and Ted. My choice I made was wrong, but I thought I was doing right. Then <laughs> it says, a reformed drug addict who had spent some time in prison as a young adult for burglary, Sethman said he smoked the small amount of meth that was <laughs> left and put the briefcase in his garage where it what? sat for about a year until he threw it away. <laughs> <sighs> 
Um, can you prove that? Can you prove that? Uh, this is the same as the guy who hacked up the knife. It's <laughs> My, this is, I don't understand. So, Haggard did nothing totally illegal initially when he was flooping around with men. But if you're a pastor and you are lying and you've agreed to certain things and you do sexual things that aren't illegal mm-hmm. but are against the the policies of your religion, you should be on some, quote, like sex offenders light or <laughs> right. evangelical light. <laughs> sex offender list. Like you need to be put in the, this is what I've done and still hid it from the church. And I shouldn't be allowed to do any Meth? leadership role with the church for. Meth is kind yeah, of a that's big true. deal. That, that one. Yeah. Oh, that God. one's. Oh, uh, we need to, one, get some iodine on those sex toys. Yeah, well, then there was other stuff that happened that isn't very interesting. Well, I mean, <laughs> probably in reality it was. But um, the the Gazette has a copy of a letter that was received from the church's assistant senior pastor saying the medical doctor who was dealing with something regarding this matter um, had it under control and it would be handled internally. And so... In his butt. (laughs) So Haggard told elders that the incidents with the minor male were a misunderstanding according to the church elder who wishes to remain anonymous. So, of course, they're handling it internally... Mm-hmm. And it was... There's a misunderstanding. How do you misunderstand always. the meth? I just love that the other guy was like, I'm going to keep that briefcase with a little bit of meth in it. Going to have a little bit. <laughs> then I'll to, throw it away. That's it's right. It's got value. Oh, my gosh. This is... I don't... I mean, I do understand. Like, I dated this super Christian at some times person who ended up in the ministry, still is. And then just the weeks off that he was struggling, it wasn't like my struggling. Like, Jesus, I just don't feel close to you. No, it was doing cocaine at his job <laughs> with other workers. I'm like, how is that pendulum swing is so, so far deep yeah. with people? Wow. Yeah. Okay, poor Ted. And then, you know, well, years ago, his wife wrote a book called, like, Why I Stayed. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel so bad. It's, I know. I shouldn't laugh at that. No, I hear you, though. Mm-hmm. Like, people are, when we laugh, it's it's uh, either laughing or crying, they say. It's no, in it's, pain. It's the absurdity of all of it. Um. All right. Well, that then blends into <laughs> almost this pastor in Orlando. Where Bonnie likes to drive to, <laughs> to and listen, listen to, to Audible books. <laughs> yeah, he's. I can't even say his whole name, and yeah, let's it's not say it. Okay, because the end is, is it Mu- <laughs> Muniz Cologne is uh-huh. the last name. Which, speaking of Hispanic stuff, I just saw that they're making. A movie about Alina Castro, which I can bore everyone about that. It's a legitimate daughter of Castro who ended oh. up um, escaping, and, and there was a bunch of stuff. And anyway, I guess they're making a movie, and as Castro, they are, they've cast 
James Franco. They Castro James Franco as Castro. And John Leguizamo is like, we have enough Hispanics that you can cast a Hispanic, et cetera. Which I sometimes get, you know, I'm not totally messed up about that. But I am like James Franco now, like I don't like Castro. I also don't like James Franco. So maybe. I don't don't know. Anyway, that's my sidetrack. This guy's last name is, what did you say, Muniz Colon? Correct. When I was younger, I used to wear Muniz Cologne. (laughs) 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 Drove the guys wild. (laughs) Well, this guy got driven wild enough, imagining Bonnie. In Orlando, that he got arrested uh, masturbating on the patio of a Starbucks. Oh, on the patio? On the patio. You told me it was a Starbucks, but it was... You thought he was, would nicely go in the bathroom? Well, I oh, at least oh, figured no, he no. was, like, tucked away in one of those oversized chairs. No. Oh, my God. He was... But the issue is, second time. This is his second <laughs> arrest. Wait. Okay. So questions I must have answered. Same Starbucks? Okay. I think so. <laughs> it says similar charges from incidents that happened in the same area. So area. He, he obviously is fond of a barista. Something is happening. Oh. But this is where we get to insert all our puns. Insert. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no latte for me. Uh, oh. No, I don't want foam on that. Um, there's, we've got them all. <laughs> this is, okay, this, it, a friend of mine was saying that when she goes and takes her kids to work, her husband will put the creamer in her coffee and put it in her little, you know, uh, coffee, yeah. travel coffee cup. And one gotcha. day he just wasn't paying attention and took the little container of egg whites in the same little carton and put egg oh, whites gotcha. in there and stirred it up and sent her on her way. And she was like, this does not taste right. So when you were Sometimes. saying, like, <laughs> things in coffee... I was just picturing those, like, snotty, runny egg whites. That's Um, great. Yeah. Yeah. Which someone was joking about, like, all the Christians who eat eggs. Someone's like, you're still eating an abortion, so live it up. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. It's good stuff. Um, Yeah, sometimes if I make coffee for my husband, I put a little, like, um, battery acid. Oh. There's also, yeah. Heads up, (laughs) Carlson. But, I mean, twice and you're a pastor, I get, I get that. Okay, so. The whole thing about, my husband and I were talking about how Christians can Give away the blame because when they are doing bad things or having bad thoughts or dealing with things, it isn't just their choices. They get to say, because I'm shining such a light for Jesus, the devil attacks me harder. Okay. And so it's like they get to blame. They get to separate themselves almost from the act of putting jizz on (laughs) a pumpkin spice latte, which is... How pumpkin spice Stop it. are made. <laughs> Listen, I saw they have pumpkin spice 
nut pods out already. Mm. Nut. Ew. You just went mm about nuts. Okay. Okay. So hold on. And I think about this in a lot of different ways or in a lot of different. Okay. Hang on. Let me think about how to say this. Okay. Hold on a second. I think about this dynamic in a lot of different areas of life. If he got arrested two times doing this, mm-hmm. this means mm-hmm. he probably was doing it a lot more than two times. This is correct. Probably. Yes. Either that or he's really bad at hiding it. He's like, <laughs> my first two times of jacking off in a public rest, no, <laughs> Not public a rest uh, establishment. Yeah. Uh, I get caught. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, And, you know, I think most places, public places that we're all going to sit at and do things, we just need to bring a black light and have it all looked (laughs) over. So as uh, we can end with this episode with this, this has nothing to do with Christians or evangelicals, but I just watched a TikTok and this guy was saying he had a friend who wanted to have a baby and she's like I would like you to be the contributor we're just friends but I I want to have a baby I want I want your um frappuccino and he's <laughs> like no you know that's just not going to happen right. But she kept hanging out with him and kept coming over. And then she started hanging out and going, using his restroom a lot. No. A lot. Doing what, though? that's it. He was like, okay. At first, first two times, I thought, man, she has, like, you know, issues in the bathroom. But she's a woman. Who knows? I don't Uh know. Women's stuff. And she would bring a certain backpack with her all the time. So one time she's in there a bit, and he decides to look in her backpack. It has a black light. It has a scraper. It has little test tubes. And he confronted her. And what she was doing, because his bathroom also opened up to his bedroom, she was going in there with the black light trying to scrape any stuff so she could go back home and stick it up the do-da-da and do the bloop-bloop. This sounds like... A very bad plot that was rejected <laughs> at a pitch <laughs> meeting you. on a shitty... I believe everything that's on the internet. That... Honey. Sorry. It, uh, oh, my God. It's, oh, it's true. It's true. The only unbelievable part is the guy was a redhead, and he kept saying that the woman wanted his sperm because she liked his redhead genes as a redhead growing up. This was not something that was shared. That's not true. Many people. Danny Bonaduce was my first crush, and I still oh, think God. that it could happen for him. All right. Oh, this is, <laughs> this is danger. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed this. If you have any other crazy news that you come across, go ahead and send it to us at Deconversion Therapy Podcast at Gmail. We have where you can send in, like, your funny stories. Yeah. We've got that on our website. Look in the description of this. We've already told you, for God's sake. 
Uh, you can also suggest topics. We have tons of topics we haven't even gotten to because there's so fucking much. Okay, let's go back three years when we started this. And I was like, I don't know that we're going to have enough material to talk about. I, we cannot get to everything. People are sending oh us God. like, look into this church, do this, do that. Um, oh, And we don't even deal with trauma. Like some of the ones that are really bad, we, we're still wrapping our head around yeah. how to approach that. And we might not. So yeah. FYI. Um, but yeah, look at look and, and send us any kinds of news things you want. <laughs> and feel and free to send us snail mail with uh, interesting <gasps> yes, BS things in it. Love it. And guess what I'll I do? I'll send you a thank you note and put a pen in there. She she loves to do the mail orders. I do. Do you have a little meth left over <laughs> that you can also put in? I'm going to leave that in my briefcase. <laughs> For a year. But I'm going to try it out. With my Just other things that I'm really feeling guilty about. <laughs> I wonder if he tried the sex toys. Oh, my too. God. I wonder if he paid that credit card bill. For the credit card that was in there. I did not get that. Have a good week and um, wipe down everything at Starbucks. Bye.